job uh, young people are doing. Can we just give them one more hand clap of appreciation? Thanking them for commitment and dedication. Thank you, parents. Thank you, those who are training them up so beautifully. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Ruth. spend just a few short Sundays or many series in this book. Someone said that this is Women's Appreciation Month. Well, as the Lord is prompting me, why don't we go and visit with some of the powerful women of the Old Testament? spend a few moments in the words with her and her events in life. And so I want to invite you right after the book of Judges to turn to the book of Ruth, chapter number one. Our key verses coming from verse 16 and 17, we want to spend our time honing in on her response, her response and what it reveals to us today about how God works situation. So, Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. I thought we might as well read that all together since that's our focus for the day. If you don't mind standing, we have it up on the screen. Uh, am I coming through all right to you, media-wise? <clears throat> and as we read together, it says, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. As you take your seats, can we spend just a little time around this subject matter? Lessons in character. Ruth, lessons in character and commitment. You know, when you spend some time just uh, rereading some of these books of the Bible and, and uh, drilling down into some of the, the episodes and the, the events in the lives of, of, of so many of these powerful characters, you, you really, it's amazing how fresh the insights can come. The Lord can make the insights come. And how applicable they always are to some situations in, in life today. And uh, I only jotted down one life lesson with multiple subpoints uh, because I wanted to just get, get into, narrow the scope of what we're looking at into the message. Uh, this this storyline opens up abruptly by talking, letting us know that this was happening during the days of the judges. But there was a family with the head of Elimelech and Naomi, her husband, and and the situation just quickly, it's just almost in rapid fashion, talks about how they walked through their lives. They moved from from Bethlehem of Judah over to Moab, and in that process, they've got two sons and they began to make their family roots in Moab and their sons married two Moabite women. Uh, and, and in that process, Orpah and, and Ruth. 
And in that process, as the storyline begins to unpack very quickly and very abruptly, it just tells us that during that season, Elimelech died, and Naomi's who was Naomi's husband, and left her a widow with two sons and two daughters-in-law. Doesn't get into the meat of, of the grieving process that she's beginning to go through here, but it, it, just, it just tells us. It doesn't tell us what happened to create the moment of separation of death there. But Elimelech died. Naomi is now caretaking for the family, in, in a sense, is this family unit. And then abruptly again, the storyline says, and the husbands and the sons of Naomi died leaving Naomi and Ruth and with her two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah. And in this process, she feels a, a, an urgency, a calling to go back to her homeland, to go back to Judah. And so she begins to have this conversation with her daughters-in-law, primarily saying to them, we know that you know, I know, I care for you, and I know that you, that this is your homeland, that this is where you've been raised. This is where your family structure is. You've married into our structure, and you've become a part of our unit. But, but, but she's feeling, Naomi's feeling, I need to go back to my home country. And I don't want to pull you back to my home country and, and dislodge your, 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 your historical and cultural roots. Why don't you just stay here and stay with your people and, and begin to restart your families and continue with life? Why don't, you, why don't you move on to the next season of your journey and do that? And then out of that care launches an interesting conversation from the two statements from the text that we read together. I jotted down this life lesson because I wanted to just step through what felt like to me a process that God was taking uh, Ruth through as he was shaping her and, 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 and getting her ready for the work and the vision that he had for her life, the purpose plan that he had for her life. And so I jotted down this. We'll have it up on the screen. When, when God brings us through unexpected trials and unexpected tribulations, five things I, I noted from the text. He prepares us through his word and his wisdom. Secondly, he comforts us in fellowships and community. Thirdly, I notice that he challenges us to trust him always. The fourth thing I notice is that he strengthens our character so that we would live for him. And then finally, he calls us to commit to his plan and his purpose. And I jotted down my, my stand faithfully, uh, stand faithfully today. Stand faithfully today. Can, can we just take a moment and unpack that? Here, here's the conversation once again. Naomi's had the conversation, and now it's narrowed down, and, and Orpah has basically said, after, after first of all saying that she's, she's willing to stay with Naomi and go with her, she agrees to Naomi's, uh, Naomi's statement in the earlier verses here and, and goes back to be with her, her friends and family, her culture, and Moab. But Ruth, Ruth responded. And, and in 15, she said, Behold, your sister-in-law had gone back to be with her people unto her gods. Return thou also to thy sister-in-law. And then Ruth begins to have to unpack. You, you saw it. She begins to unpack her statement to her. And it reveals so much. She, 
he basically says, I'm choosing to be in the destination that you're in. I'm choosing to be in the dwelling that you're going to be in. I'm choosing to be in a part of the people that you're going to be a part of. I'm choosing to be to serve the God that you serve, and I'm choosing to, to, to even go to the burial place that, that you have decided. And here and here, how God begins to unpack that. I noticed as I was jotting it down, I'll just be a minute, a few minutes with you today. As she begins to unpack her statement to her, she says, and Ruth says, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. What is it that Ruth, what is it that has brought Ruth to this stage? Because we don't, we don't get into her grieving process at all. But something powerful has to be happening here because she has lost her husband and, and she has lost her father-in-law. And she's going through the process of grieving even with Naomi as they walk this journey together. And somehow over the 10 years, I believe the text tells us that they have been together. They have formed a bond of family and community and relationship that has drawn them closer. Maybe in that process of time, she's heard Naomi talk about, talk about her, her Old Testament bringing up, talking about how they talked about the God of the Hebrews, talked about how God had delivered them, not only created the universe, but had delivered them as a people, talked about all the things that God had done to bring to them this point of time, even as they are, they're under the, the headship of judges, that God has prepared them, even in their rebellion, God has kept them and nurtured them and strengthened them and even uh, uh, given them a sense of wisdom in the process. So she, I believe that there's an undergirding of the teachings uh, from Naomi and Elimelech when he was alive that would have spoken into the life and into the purpose and into the meaning of life for, for Ruth so that she has now a foundation of faith in the word of God, the Old Testament word of God, that draws her into a new understanding. You see, the, Moab, the Moabites, the, the, the historical text tells us that the Moabites would have been, would have been worshiping all kinds of idols and gods during that time, that they had, they had fallen away from any kind of, of faith. And, and now she has gone, come out of what is somewhat of a, uh, a paganistic type of humanistic society and has now heard the richness of the word of God, the only begotten, the only God of the universe, uh, creator of the universe, and it has given her a foundation in his word and his wisdom that has given her new vision, a new thought, a new sense of identity here. So I think the first piece of this that girds up her statements to Naomi is that she's heard, she's listened, she's sat at the feet of, of those. She's become a part of not only their culture, but their, 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 their religious makeup. And she's walking alongside with Naomi. She's walking alongside with her. I notice that indeed that there's a bond of community here, as she talks about that there has been a, a bond of family here that has give, given a strong strength. And she says, don't, don't entreat me to leave you or to return from following you. From where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. So what is she telling me? She's telling me not only have I, have I listened to you and I heard you teach and share and pray. I, I noticed that you were praying and, and doing throughout your, your life journey. I noticed how you handled this hardship, this unexpected, dramatic trial and tribulation that has hit your life. I noticed that even though, even though it has hit you at the very core of your emotional being, you, you have not given up. You may be downtrodden, but you haven't given up. You didn't just walk away from your faith. And in that process, Ruth is saying, I, 
I'm sensing that there is some strength in community. There's some, some comfort that, that God is, is, is working in and through you that I want to know about as I grieve the loss of my husband here. And so she draws in with a bond of community. And it gives her a sense of, 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 of she's not alone in this battle, in this, this walk of faith. And while she's, while she's building it on the wisdom and the word of God, she's also strengthening it out through the fellowship she has with her mother-in-law and, and, through, and with God through her mother-in-law. She's, she's, she's sensing, she's growing, getting a growing sense of faith that God will not leave her or forsake her, even in her most difficult moments in life. And then there's this challenge to trust God, this what are you going to do when, when Naomi lays it out and says, the choices that I would recommend, that I would advise to you. She's looking out for her daughter-in-law. She's thinking she has the best interest for them. But it really is one of those challenges in life where we have, to, we have a decision point we have to make. What, here's a fork in the road moment. What do I do with that? You know, I, I, I've lost my husband who, is, uh, who, who, who was, a, was of a different faith and of a different country, country but I've attached myself in, in a covenant relationship to the God, their God, and to their family. And now I've got a decision to make. Do I go back to the old, to the old lifestyle? Do I step back into my history and just resume, pick it up from, from days past? Or is there something that God has in front of me that might be greater than that which has happened to me historically? Any, can anybody relate to, to that moment, that that fork in the road type of a moment, because we, we have, we will have those. If you haven't done it yet, you're going you're gonna to experience that, I contend, before you live too long. Where you have, where you, where you have a decision point, and maybe something erratic and unexpected has happened to create that in, in your life journey. I, I can think back, on, oh Lord, you take me, to, I can just think back over my, uh, a point in my, this a point in my life. One of those moments when I was, when I was heading off into college, I wasn't even going down this road, but since you took me there, Holy Spirit. <laughs> but when, when I was just a young guy, a young freshman going into college, and, and the first of my family to head to a four-year school on a basketball scholarship, and here I land on a college campus that prepared to get ready for, for, for basketball practices and going into a new season. And, and, the fir- and the first thing I do when I land on my campus, been there less than 30 days, and I get this draft notice in the mail because the Vietnam War has broken off and has, has, has broken out. And all of a sudden, my number is somewhere in that range. And the question is, Lord, what are you about to do in my life here? Because I'm now with a pivotal point. I thought I had this thing figured out. It looked real good to me. I, I had my life laid out in front of me, at least, at least my college life, what I thought laid out in front of me. Basketball was going to be my fun time. Education was going to be my, my preparation time. And we were going to get on with doing life, Lord. And then all of a sudden, there is this pivotal point. And you have to say, well, do I, where am I in my walk of faith here now? What is God doing in this moment? How is he he shaping my circumstances in order to bring me to where he wants me to be? And you have to decide, do I trust him or do I try to go on my own lean onto my own understanding and make my own choices. God was miraculously good in my circumstance, at least from my viewpoint, in that 
he stopped the draft like three numbers away. They, they filled up their roles like three numbers away from the number that I would have been drafted. I'd gone down and done the physical. I had all of that. Me and the Lord, you, me and the Lord were having all kinds of conversations at the age of 18 and <laughs> about what, what my future needed to be looking like. And I, could, I was just trying to figure that thing out. And God opened up a door and said, now, here's what I'm doing in and through you. You can walk in that. I feel like that Ruth was, was experiencing a moment somewhat like that kind of thing. What, 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 what do I do with this? And in that choice point, in that challenging point, where she needed to either lean onto her own understanding and say, I'm going back to what looks comfortable to me. I'm going to lean back into what I've got experience with. I'm, I'm going back to my people that, were, that I was raised up in, even though I know now from a from a, from a, from a religious, from a relational concept with God, that the gods that we serve, we grew up serving, are not the, God, not the gods of the universe, that there's a truth in living and only one God out there. Now I've got, I've got a conflict in my, my religious reality, and it has changed me. And can I, can I be a different creature in my relationship with the God that I, that I have today. Wait a minute, this is where we come. Can you, can you be a new creature in Christ Jesus and then think that I can go back and be, and go back in my fork in the road moment and go back to my old setting and just adapt? Can I, can, can, am I going to be conformed to my old setting or am I going to be transformed by the newness of Christ Jesus, Paul would say it that way. And so in that fork in the road moment, God is challenging and shaping. He's challenging and shaping us, I contend. And he's calling us to trust him in every single decision point we make and every activity that we walk in. And then, and then fourthly, he has this beautiful way of strengthening her character. She has, she, 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 she is being shaped. And as we walk through this, you'll kind of see how that shape begins to blossom out in her activities and the choices that she makes. Chapter 1 is the prep chapter to give you some understanding from a groundwork of how God is working in her life and how he will work in your life as he prepares you for the journey ahead. So he builds in her not only knowledge and understanding, he builds in her not only a sense of community and, and, uh, uh, and fellowship that is needed, he surrounds her with, with, with the people that are continuing to pour into her. Uh, and, then, and then he challenges her with a fork in the road type of decision point she has to make, which way are you going to go now? You, you got information, you're not the same. So what are you going to do with the blessing and the information that I've given you? And then as he steps forward, he continues to build and, and reinforce and encourage and upbuild her character to the point that she's able to say to Naomi that I'm going to go where you go. I, I'm going to lodge where you, wherever you live, I'm going to live. I, wh whatever, whatever people are your people, they are now my people. I'm not, I'm not wiping away my history, but I'm building on what you've done in my, my, my historical context. And it's, God didn't design me to live through the things I've lived through, only to go back into the mess that, I, that he delivered me from. So I'm going to walk a new path now, because, Lord, because you called me to a new journey. And your people, Lord, will be my people. 
And then your God, and here's the foundational point, your God will be my God, which is the foundation for all of the other decision points I'm going to make. Because unless your God is my God, then going to your culture is not, is not only circumstantial. Being your people is only on the outside. And going where you living where you live is only just trying to find a different habitat. But the basis is your God needs to be my God in order to have the foundation to be firm. And then, as she calls her to commitment, she says, and my ultimate commitment to you is this. What, what, what? Wherever you, wherever you die, wherever you call the end of life, that's where I'm going to be. Let that point be my point. I'm committed to you. This is a covenant relationship. I'm committed to you for all of the rest of my physical life. And my commitment is being made in the eyes of God Almighty your God and my God. There is something powerful when God walks us through the prep, the preparation step, through the comforting step, through the challenging step, through the strengthening step, to the calling step. That if, as you look back through your journey, notice how God is shaping you. Notice how God is prepping you. Notice how God is strengthening you. Notice how God is making his presence known in those difficult, especially those difficult moments when you can't get your arms all around the thing. And emotionally, it feels like it's, it should be draining you down. That's where they were. And, and grieving is trying to color all of, your, all of your faith walk and your logical deduct, deductions, if you will. Notice how God makes his presence known. And watch how he brings you through this valley of the shadow of death type of a moment. To where you will not even, as David says, you won't even fear evil. Because you know that he's with you. Yeah, you know that he's with you. Guiding and comforting you. And his grace and mercy will trail you, David would have to say. It will, it will, the text is, it will even chase you, pursue you. Because God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be blessed as you walk with him. And in that presence of Naomi's only response, the text says, the next version of the text says, Naomi just couldn't, there was nothing else for Naomi to say. Because God was using Ruth, God had used Naomi to pour into Ruth. Now God was using Ruth to begin the process of pouring into Naomi. That blessing that was coming in and through her, that character development, that, that comfort, that preparation, that strength, that commitment, was a powerful sign to a grieving mother-in-law that the God that you believe in, that I now also believe in, is a God of promises, and he's a God of faithfulness. And he will do what he says he will do. And no matter how your circumstances look, no matter how difficult your moments may feel, no matter how overwhelming the fear may be waiting down on you from the things that are happening, outside of you and impacting you internally. God has not given up and there's nothing too big for God to handle in your life. Little young lady dance, God only knows what you've been through. And he will see you through the difficult moments of life and plant your feet on a solid rock through Christ Jesus to help you remember who you are. 
and to know that indeed you are. You and I, we are more than conquerors. Through Christ Jesus, who gives us strength. So, Father God, we thank you for this foundational time you've given us in your word. As you open up this book of Ruth to us and begin to help us to walk through this journey, thank you for allowing us just to see this opening committal statement from Ruth that reveals so much of what you're doing, you did in and through her, and how you may be working in and through us. Help us not only to understand it, Lord, help us to learn to apply your truths and your wisdom to our life situation today. You have great plans for your people. Help us to not only see them, but help us to trust in you and to walk in them faithfully. And then help us to pour out that blessing to each and every one you send across our path. As we say it today on this side of the cross experience, help us to share this good news of the saving grace of Jesus Christ to each and every one that we come in contact. Somebody needs to hear this good news. Somebody may be walking in a hardship that is unexpected. Someone may be struggling even in a faith walk that knows Christ, but just is dealing emotionally with a difficult time. Give us words of encouragement through your word that can make a difference. We will be faithful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And we submit this to you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. As God's people in the house said amen and amen.